Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thanks for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World. I'm Brian Maiman, co-founder of Rolling Bones Outdoors. I don't even know what that really means, co-founder. I was sitting in a bar in New York City, and I came up with this concept. No, that's not true. I was sitting in a bar in Sundance, Wyoming, with a hunting buddy of mine, but we'll talk about that some other time on another podcast. To my left is the nerd no, that's really I, that's not, I don't know if nerd's a bad word because I think nerd's a good word. Tactical nerd. Tactical nerd. But Brian Mountain Man Martin knows just about everything there is to know about all of this stuff. Uh, we call him Rain Man, politely, uh, considering his uh, mental capacity for retention. Maybe, of maybe all we should rename him Tacta Turd. <laughs> <laughs> the Tacta Turd, and that, that that voice there, obviously, you all know, is uh, the great, the one and only B Rad. Dana. <laughs> so anyway, um, we are all set. Today's focus is what we're going to talk about is, uh, you know, and this is a really good one, reticles and, and w- what to use in a reticle, what we like, the preference versus second focal plane, which I think that there's a lot of misunderstanding and information about that. And then the other thing is uh, turret versus holdover. I think there's a lot of cur- controversy on that. And so I'll kick us off and then we'll just let you guys rock and roll. I'm not guaranteeing this. We can get this done in 35 minutes, Brian Leslie, um, because this is more like a 45 minute focus. But anyway, um, for those of you listening in today, I appreciate you. Oh, by the way, listen, go to rollingbones.com and check out um, our product store and our hunt catalog. I, I dare you to do it because you're going you're gonna to find a hunt catalog that's second to none in the outdoor industry. I really, really would ask you to go check that out. And it's where we get all of these references and our resource because we work tirelessly with outfitters every day putting this together. So um, the other thing is... Uh, yeah, just do that. But my, I was going to kick this off. First versus You said second. there's controversy. I don't even well, think there's controversy I, about it. I mean, it's I, pretty cut and dried, isn't it? Well, I don't know um, because it's... You mean controversy about the reticles? Yeah, the reticles and sometimes... Hold, more, lack more, of knowledge, more, lack no, of no, experience. No, not the, but maybe more the holdover to the turret because there is a lot of controversy with that. But I'm going to tell you my perspective tell real us. quick. Okay? Tell us what's your perspective. I've done both. I've right. done the holdover and I've done the turrets. Okay, and I do both now. Well, that's because I hold you're over years wind. Old. I hold wind, and I turret elevation for the most part, mm-hmm. unless it's down and dirty and it's fast. <laughs> okay, and, and then I know. And I think we I need do. a timeout. No, hold on. Okay, okay, and then but let's go to first versus second focal plane. Well, first of all, I think okay, we're jumping into the conversation. A lot of people don't understand the difference no, between the turret that. and that's the reticle. Gonna, that's going to be bouncing around like a midget being thrown at a Barnum and Bailey circus. <laughs> no, I'm not. Just hold on. <laughs> Let, you, okay. you guys aren't helping this matter, okay? Okay. Um, okay. What was so, your question again? Because no, uh, it wasn't a question. I was going to uh, give you a comment, and okay. but you guys didn't let me finish. Okay. But this is fine because you're good at that, and so am I. So we're all fair. Okay. So reticle first versus second focal plane. We'll talk about that. 
all right? Turret, holdover versus dialing, all right? Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit of my perspective here, and I guess my preference. I personally like second focal plane versus first focal plane, and I will, I will interject as necessary as you guys, one of you describe first the two. First plane, Brian, I mean, okay. uh, Brad, you describe the difference between a first and second okay. focal plane. So, good question. First and second focal plane, and there's a there's a reason for each, yes. and and there's a preference Without for question. each for an a, a, an applicable per, a time and place to use it. Yes. So, first focal plane, um, basically, the big difference between first and second focal plane. First focal plane, your ruler, which is the reticle, the ruler inside always stays constant. That's a that's that's the giant. That's the huge advantage of first focal plane. Everything else the is the line gap stays the same no matter what power. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's a that so all the hash marks always stay uniform and consistent. Um, one minute is one minute. One mm. mil is one but, mil. But we need to be a little bit more specific because when you say they stay consistent to the eye, they don't stay consistent. No, but that's what right. the, the value the value there of them go. stays the same at any given power range. At any now, focus range, they stay the same. So for hunting, which is what we do, we're not we're not PRS shooters. PRS is a, a very unique, small little circle of people who are very good shooters usually. So let's stay with first okay. focal plane. Let's have you elaborate on that, Brad. So so I have it at two power, and I go to twenty power. Let's make reference to the focal or to to the reticle. And, and very few scopes will do that. I but understand. Anyway. I, okay. I, it was a reference. Okay. okay. So, so, so your, let's not pick pepper out of fly shit. Right? So your okay. your four by your four by twenty scope, then your one minute always stays at a minute. It's a minute at four power, and your line gap stays at a minute at twenty power. Now, what doesn't happen is you have a, an essentially worthless reticle at four power because it, you can't see you can't even hardly see it. So, if you're gonna never shoot at the bottom range, a first focal plane scope might be because uh, I have them. Um, I have first focal plane scopes. They're heavier, um, and you're giving a weight disadvantage for nothing then if you're not using them at low power. So if you're hunting and you might be in thick cover, you might be in dim light when you need uh, your scope at low power, um, a first focal plane is quite a disadvantage. I have I have one on my main hunting gun right now, and it's... Coming it, off soon? Yeah, you, you know, it's just, you know, I wanted to use it for a year, and I've used it for a year, and... Uh, and there are some distinct disadvantages now that the reticle, if you have a good clean reticle on a second focal plane, the great advantage of that is that the reticle always stays the same size. So you don't get, say you have, say you have a 3.8 to 18 scope that's a first focal plane scope. At 3.8, you, can't, fine. you can't even yeah. see the reticle. I at mean, 50, I can't. <laughs> right? And then if, if it's designed properly at 18, it's good. Like that Leupold, the Mark V that we're using. Great scope. It's a great scope. And, and at 18 power, it's good. Now, if you some reticles, even at, the, even at the top end power, they're so big, they're so coarse, they're no good either. Well, usually if they're really big and coarse, they're functional on low power. If they're fine on the top power, they're too small on the low power. But if you have illuminated reticle, you can get away shooting on low right. power because and you, you can see it. You turn the light on, and then you know where the dots are. Yeah, but here's, are. The, here's the problem. In, in, in traditionally, when they're illuminated, they're thicker at higher power. Okay? So if you buy one that's not illuminated versus one that's illuminated on the first focal plane, 
what I've noticed to my eye. And, and everybody's eye is a little different. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody's eye considers glass a little differently right. in, in the consideration as they look through it. However, what I've noticed is that Leupold, for example. If you get a the illuminated. The, the illuminated reticle at full power when it's not on illumination, it is heavier. It's too large. It's too large for my liking. Course. Yes. Too coarse. So yeah. that goes back to well, the second focal plane being now the disadvantage, the huge disadvantage of a second focal plane scope, which can be a disadvantage or if you just know how to use it and manage it, it's not really a disadvantage. But the, the line gaps, as Brian called them, the reticle does not stay consistent at full power or when you change it off of usually full power, that's when that line gap... The visual sense of the reticle stays consistent, right? But the value of the gap or the minute changes. or the MOA yep. changes be with the zoom, right? And with the first focal plane, the value of the gap doesn't change, but the visual representation of the reticle changes finer to bolder. Perfect. Would that, would that be a hundred percent? And let me put this into okay. like numbers. Yes. So let's take a 5 to 20 mm -hmm. scope, um, say like a Husqvarna scope, or you got the Leopold, I believe that's a 4 to 20. But let's take the Husqvarna, and you have it on 20 power. Each line, it doesn't have vertical lines much. It has mainly just windage lines. Each line is one MOA on 20 power. On 10 power, each line is two MOA. Mm -hmm. On Five power, it's four times bigger. Each line is now a four MOA gap. On a second focal plane. On a second focal yes. plane. Yep. So in general, and there's your, you can take this to the bank. If you are going to shoot lines and you do not want a turret on your scope and you like shooting lines, you don't want to adjust the turret, you want to have MOA or mill lines in the scope, do not shoot a second focal plane yeah, scope. You're probably right. Shoot a first focal plane scope. And, and the reason is the I have difference. seen three Marco Polos missed. <laughs> For this exact reason, because the guy couldn't find it on 20 power. Does that irritate you? Tons. <laughs> well, there, there so was, they had there it on so high, many problems. They had it on high power. <laughs> we couldn't sense. <laughs> they had it on high power, <laughs> and they couldn't find the animal in the scope, so they turned down to like 13 or 14. It was like a professional series Swarovski 30-millimeter tube, um, either a TDS or there, the, that the, was the problem, VRX right. reticle. So they turned it down to like 13 or 14 to find it. Did not turn it back up to 20. To, to because of the and, and they shot over it happened twice. So and they were they were using holdovers then. Oh well, they're not really hold, having holdover. They're shooting the lines, which is I mean to me a holdover is just a duplex. Yeah, but they weren't they weren't twisting the turret then because no no, no they, they didn't have a turret. It was a but basically that's, what, that's a what I would say. We should we should make sure our definitions right for that for for a holdover to, to me is zero lines. And that's a holdover. This is a line. You're holding specific See, lines. To me, to I, me I, a holdover I yeah. is when you, you pick a reticle below or a dash hash mark or whatever Historically, you want to call Historically, holdover is just a regular duplex. You zero your gun for 300 and you hold over its back. A tremor, a tremor reticle to me is an organized holdover. Yeah. Would a, that be accurate? It's a, it's, a, it's a MOA or mill lines. That's a, it's yeah. an organized holdover. So if you're going to shoot those kind of reticles... 100% first, first focal, focal plane. plane. If you, a, yes. a good rule of thumb, if you like a really high-power scope um, and you like to shoot lines, 100% first focal plane. So let's say you take, um, uh, say, a Night Force, 5 to 25. 
you know, what, when are you going to shoot at a Marco Polo or a Stone Sheep on 25 power? And when are you going to shoot at an animal on 5 power? Normally you're going to shoot between 8 and 10 and about 20 power. First focal plane scopes are wonderful in that power range. They're not too thick, they're not too thin. So if you're going to shoot in the mid power and you're a guy who likes to hold wind and shoot lots of a wind, because most of those scopes have mill line or MOA reticle uh, hash marks, you don't have to worry about the calculation. If you're going to shoot a second focal plane and you're going to hold for wind with lines, so you're going to hold over, let's say you have a, the old TDS reticle, which Swarovski did, which doesn't work at all, in my opinion, when you change the power. <laughs> exactly. um, they only worked on the high power. So let's say you have some type of an MOA type line, like say the Leopold, they have MOA lines in there. Right. So either shoot it on the maximum power or half power, and then you know that you're half, and get used to knowing it's half. That's so it each is. line is two MOA instead of one. Full value it, or 50%? Yeah, if you're going to hold, or most of the time when you're shooting at animals, if you're actually holding five MOA wind, that's probably a, a yeah. bad idea. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot just to hold. Hey, so, you know so what, hold on, let's, 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 let's digress for one second on that, because that's worthy of the listener, um, of you hearing again, okay? If you have to hold five minutes of wind, you're not doing the animal a favor. And by, by best judgment, it's a good guess, is my opinion, for 90% of the uh, hunters out there. Oh, yes. That's why if you're going to you, – like a lot of people, when you're making a ballistic turret, I mean your, what you call your data card, um, I, I, liked, I like to actually put the wind drift in inches too. And the wind drift in MOAs, because let's say I have one of these scopes, or I'm borrowing somebody's gun. Um, I, I kind of know how much 20 inches is on an animal. Like I'm looking at a stone sheep, he's 20 inches deep. So 20 inches uh, of hold would be go to the front of the shoulder and add 10 inches. So I could do that without having a gun that has, um, you know, exact MOA lines. So if you're going to shoot a second focal plane scope, you have to also know kind of how many inches because if you, it's, it's really hard when you change power to know where the line is at. So a lot of these scopes that we were looking at, like Brad, we were shooting that March, that March scope of mine, mm -hmm. and it has, it's two MOA lines, and it's um, a second focal plane. So when you turn it down to half power, now each line is four MOAs. Four. So that means super super clear glass, great super glass, clear glass, super not but, good thought but out. Course. But that's the way that this it was a goofy reticle, super that's, goofy reticle. That's the way the what, what, what was, was the, his March super nice size. It was like tw it's twelve inch scope. It went up to twenty five power or something. Yeah, it's a two point five to twenty five. It was a it, it was a it w that scope was a bunch it, of it good ideas thrown in a blender and it came out some. But for example, Swarovski. No, no, it was a March. Oh. So it's a Japanese scope. Um, <laughs> But it's designed by American company, but it's made in Japan. No, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing about the the bunch of good ideas thrown in a mixing pot. That was that. However, you said that. Well, <laughs> it just caught up in my brain. That was actually <laughs> I I could say that about like 20 different scopes I've looked. I at. know, well, right? Each, each line <laughs> in it is two MOA instead so, of one. So so that's a good point. First of all, it, after you've learned to shoot turrets you will never want to shoot a gun without a turret almost ever unless you're shooting something in Africa and you're going to shoot a 100-yard well, blah, blah, blah. And there's a couple reasons for that. You just get used to I mean, it, you, it. It doesn't make – it's hard to shoot without the ability to use your turret. That's a first thing. Some, Second thing – Some it, people love it. I would agree with you that, that it's not – and once you have a properly thought out reticle inside your scope, it's hard to ever want to shoot one without a good reticle inside your scope. Again, those are two. The ideal is a scope that has a good reticle and a good turret. Right. Agreed. Because then you can do both things with it. But the Sophisticated yet simplistic. Well, there's so, so in theory, 
When you turn a turret, you have the opportunity to, to over-rotate it. To, if it doesn't have a zero stop, you have the ability to under-rotate it. So you can be above or below. So you have to be ex careful when you're shooting extreme range that you count how many dials or you have a perfectly zero stop. So zero stop is critical. How many scopes do you have now that don't have a zero stop on it? I don't have Almost any. Almost nothing that you but shoot But sometimes guys forget to reset no, I, the zero stop. Well, y'all, yeah, how many people forget to re-zero their turret? How many I, but, people but forget here's, to... Here, here's the, we here's can't what fix I wanna, that. I want to say something about that. Because if they forgot to do the zero stop and reset it or set it at all, or the ones before they had zero stop, they never <coughs> really hunted with it a bunch. They don't, they're not familiar with th it. That's right. Because I, you only make that mistake like once on a coyote. Something important to shoot. When you're really like like something super trophy size, like a coyote, okay? A trophy dog. A trophy dog. You miss one time because you got your rotation off, and then after that, you fix it even before the zero stop. You got white fingernail polish or pink fingernail polish, and you just went, shoop, there, that's right. fixed. And generally where the problem... <laughs> I got a zero stop. Now. Right. Generally where the yep. problem is is when a guy is shooting at way over 1,000 yards, and he has to go more than 20 m away. Well, a lot of these smaller scopes are 20 m away. The big ones are 30 m away. And he goes way past that, and he forgets that he go yeah. one revolution or two. Yeah. So yeah. if in a hunting situation, mostly the, the problem I see is guys forgetting to turn it back down to zero. And they leave it on the five or 600-yard setting, and they get close to the animal, let's say, and the thing jumps up, and it's on the high-power setting. So get some setting, fingernail polish. Fix it if you have an old scope. Right. Fix it right now. Go in, zero your scope, fix it. And, it, oh, wait, you knocked my zero off. Great. Throw a piece of fingernail polish thing in your pack and scrape it off and put a new one right. on. I had an old Night Force, and it, has, That's what I had. And it had 10 minutes was all. It was before they went to the 20 minutes, so it had 10 minutes of revolution. And you, you were forever. <laughs> and it didn't have a zero stop. And it was the same with the windage, and I just had a little chart printed. It was, I think it was three minutes for elevation and four minutes for windage was when it was, when it was calibrated. And you just keep track, but that would have been the other thing as you... But, but 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 my point is is that I didn't know that stuff growing up in Iowa, and you learn by failure. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you get your first rifle, you have a turret on it, and and now they have things like zero stop. But but uh, the dial, I, I, I we've digressed a little bit. Right. I want to hear both because you were had a really good banter on uh, specifics on why dial versus holdover, especially in a hunting application. Well, dialing is simply more accurate. I mean, you can pinpoint, and the elevation is just a number. I mean, you can figure out all the parameters. You can figure out the station pressure. You can figure out the temperature. You can figure out the humidity. You know the velocity. You know the BC of your bullet. Just do the math. And from experience, just that part of the equation is easy. Twist your stinking dial, and it's right. Now, it's nice on occasion. We will also use the elevation uh, hash marks if we wanted to make a quick 300-yard shot. And most of the time, you can use... Two minutes for most of our hunting type guns, and you're really close. Usually they're one to six minutes or one to eight. Throw the two minute up, and you're right on there. And the you could use it. The other reference to that is if I'm holding two minutes, and I know it's a half a minute because the my, my hash mark is a reticle. I'm holding two split minutes. Split the difference. Yep, and you tell me it's a mi you're a minute low. Boom. Just right. You, you you know split the difference. Hit it, and right. you can fire off around. That comes with practice. Right. And and for, and muscle memory. If you well, is it, would that be muscle memory? I'll, right. I'll, Reticle I'll memory. I'll tell you the most the most important reason to yes. hold not hold the lines because if you have like line dot line dot line dot and they're not numbered and you have an animal there at 600 yards right. and you look at your thing, not only do you have to have your scope on the right power for the second focal plane, but you also have to count the right numbers of dots and, <laughs> and lines. You're excited. And you're no longer centered, so you actually have to concentrate on that specific dot. And so the reticle is way over the animal's back, and you're thinking, 
Um, you know, and so can you constantly that dot? You have more room for error. Now, how do you do a 10-mile-an-hour wind hold on the fourth dot down that's very accurate? So that's it's, it's way easier to keep it in the center. And if you have an inexperienced shooter, they should always, you should dial it for them and, and just say, all right, hold it on the top of the heart. You've taken out the guesswork. All they have to do is pretend it's a 100-yard target. When you make them start shooting that's the lines in the old crap moment, they will fail more than you think. Even a good hunter right. who shot hundreds of animals, but he's not used to shooting the lines like that, and he forgets, so he's got the scope on the wrong power and, and or he may have the dot or the line on the wrong part of the animal. So I have a question. We, for you, Brad, we used to do demos, you and I did, <laughs> right. out to 1,000 yards on weekends. The busiest weekends, we'd have guns shoot, come shoot a gun, and people love to shoot out to 1,000 yards. And we sat there, melted our butt off showing people how to do that. Right. Who, who, who are the best shots? Who are always the best shots? Girls. Girls that listen. <laughs> and and wh then don't what have they a, do they do? They listen, and they don't have a preconceived skill set. That's exactly um, right. The guys that were, oh, yeah. sometimes they were a sniper and yeah. uh, whatever. That yeah. was usually. The Viet Cong jungle. Sometimes we, we no disrespect knew. to that. And, and kids, a lot of times, kids. Kids, we'd have we had a lot of because we used to do this thing during the rally, and we would have it, and it, yeah. and we usually had, we had that elk set out, and we did a lot of eight hundred yards. Yeah, eight hundred yard shots with an AR, yep. and the kid would sit down, and the mom would sit down, and the dad would be sitting there coaching him through it, and he would miss three times, and he'd go, "Okay, you guys, you know, we'll see if you can hit it." And bang, first time, bang, yeah. second time, bang, third time, simply because. Breathe, squeeze, and listen. Right. Breathe, squeeze, and listen. And that's what Brian just said. If dial the turret for your hunter, right. tell them to breathe, squeeze, and listen. Just shoot it like it's a 100-yard target. Breathe and squeeze. Yeah, and tell, instead, instead of telling him to hold like one or two MOAs because that's confusing to a person, if you say two MOAs and it's 500 yards, you and I know that's 10 inches. But trust me, in the heat of the moment, he's not thinking 10 inches. I tell him, go to the where the heart would be, and I said, go to the front of the shoulder, and I said, you know the wind drift is going to be somewhere between the center of the shoulder and the front of the shoulder and maybe three inches in front. So let's split the difference. Let's assume average wind drift, and it will still kill the animal. So I said, hold on that point of his shoulder. Hold. If you tell the guy to hold two MOA and he's not used to the scope, I mean, you can. Now, if he's used to it and he's an experienced guy and he has a, a chart that says 10-mile-an-hour wind drift is 2.2 MOA, <coughs> Then he can hold the second line. It, it, I think you're exactly right. It's easier just to tell him this. We used to say you got a right to left wind. I so say we're, favor we're wind. Gonna, we're going to have you go two hash marks left of center. So you you always say push the gun yeah, to, the, to right, the right, to the left. Yeah, to the right. Push the gun to the right. Now, I want to tell you a story, okay, because this is so important. So in my mind, I always do that. When I'm coaching people, I say push the gun barrel to the right. That means into the wind, and they go two hash marks to the left of center. You got it? Yep, got it. I understand. So you should be two hash marks left of center, and your gun barrel should have went right. That's exactly right. Boom, I shot. The guy would hit it, okay? We were at a shooting range, you two and me, all day for two days. We did a shooting school. And the wind was from the right coming in to the left. One day. And one day for two of the days. And the next and day. And I shot it every day, right to left. I coached people, right to left wind, the 1,000 yards. It was on the, uh, the, <laughs> the uh, um, Coriolis. Uh, the aerodynamic uh, uh, jump. Yeah, the aerodynamic jump. So we went back there, just the three of us. And you kept going, Brian, you're missing the same spot every time. 
And that day, it was a left-to-right wind. My brain, for some reason, four times in a row, even though I missed it, would not let me hear left-to-right versus right-to-left because two days I did it that way. And so finally – I am holding on the left. I was so pissed off, right? And I'm like, what the hell? I wanted to throw my gun out because you just cleaned my gun. And then I wanted to jump off a cliff because I was missing. And Brad goes, Brian, push your gun barrel to the left. (laughs) And I was like – Oh, my gosh, thanks for this stupid pill, Brad. <laughs> no, I, well, thought, I thought you were talking about the day that the wind, the wind we shot that. I was thinking of a different thing when the wind was so hard right to left, and the next day it switched left to right. That was at the guy's place. In between, Rapid. Yeah. Near Rapid. Yeah, That yeah. was one day. I was 10-mile-an-hour wind drift one way, and the other day no, was 10-mile-an-hour. No, I, I, I know. was thinking, you remember that? I kept missing yeah. that You're the ranch, ranch. Wyoming. I, yeah. yeah, and, and yeah. no, I remember out there, too, but that yeah. was. No, I was I thinking of it. Yeah. That, but yeah. It's, it's really easy because I know guys that want to dial for wind, and the only time you dial for win if you're trying to win like the bench rest competition it's a very controlled setting and you're slow and you click click a little bit but in hunting if you if you dial for win you probably have at least a 30 percent chance of dialing the wrong way in the heat of the moment because you got to look up and see which way that everything's turning so in general just always the, if the wind's coming from the right you hold into the right if the wind's coming from the left you hold into the left i think brian and i both initially were trained to dial wind I and, was I, and i know my now first none school. of us do right my first school was dial wind yeah you dialed everything yeah, and for hunting, it, Di- it, dialing wind is that was taught by someone who is not a hunter and who has military. a lot of time. A lot of military. Military stuff. is yeah. far different than hunting. Yo, yeah. absolutely. People actually give you a lot more time to shoot at them than an animal speaking does. Speaking of which, speaking of which, I'm going to digress a whole bunch. I watched an episode yesterday of television. I won't tell you who it was, but it was about eating meat. And um and uh, and so they, <laughs> this is so awesome. They, they actually it's not awesome. I'm just blown away. Okay, so being a butcher. I like to watch that stuff because it frustrates me, and uh, um, and 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 I, I I just call foul on all the stuff that the fouls like not, on, like f o u l yeah n- n- yeah. <laughs> Not foul the bird, foul like sports foul. Like throw the yellow flag. That's not an accurate comment. Okay, right. or that, what happened? Now it'll work in that setting. But that's I was not working exactly all day it. yesterday. You were watching TV. No, tell, no. Tell me about what happened. No, no. It was last night, and I I, I t voted <laughs> it because I saw what it was. So so this dude goes in and he cooks. He takes a Navy SEAL guy to teach him how to hunt. And then, and which is great, which is so awesome. And I'm, right. but, but this guy teaches how to eat meat the right way. And they all get, all six of them get trichina. Trichinosis. Oh, they ate a bear? They ate a bear that had like 20,000 larva parts per one ounce of meat. And he, and so it was literally like 2 million parts per pound or something stupid like wow. that. And all six of them got it. And, uh, um, and you know, those cysts are always in your body. You can be, you know, right. and they never, anyway, I was laughing. Get even so, with the cannibal. I don't know what made me think of that. Oh, I know what made me think of it because that was a, uh, uh, um, a, uh, Did they Navy, dial wind? They, no, they. I was a Navy SEAL that he was learning how to hunt. There is a big difference from hunters and 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 military, absolute without question. Well, I would say if you were if if I was picking a scope for hunting, I would my my preference would be by far a second focal point scope. My top end power would be no more than twenty power. Eighteen probably is better for me. I would have a minute of angle based. Reticle, I like a little, I do like a little point, uh, aiming point, um, like that Mark V. So you can, you can burn your reticle uh, with you, your eyeball. You can. I, li- I like that. That is nice. Um, and I want it on the, I want it at least on the descending uh, axis on the 
up and down axis, and I want one minute all the way across on the on the uh, horizontal axis. So I want a simple but sophisticated. Simple but sophisticated, right? Yeah. That's a, I, I know it's. I, I don't want a Christmas true. tree. No. I don't need all that crap. I want. I want. Well, like Brian said, how, how are you going to? Uh, you're on a Marco Polo and the wind's blowing and you're all excited and this is. You just spent forty five thousand dollars to be there and why? 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 why but why? we just we just mounted that night force attacker four by sixteen. I think it was, and that guy had a that guy. I didn't like his reticle nearly as much. It had the two minute gaps. And uh, it just when you're using it at the range, and actually, stuff. I think the small lines are one and the big lines are two. But when you uh, but they're on high power, it's a little thick. On low power, it's a little thin. Yeah, I, I just I, but so really everybody's personal preference. I tell people yeah. that if you haven't gone to a, a scope shop or the shot show or any of these places, I mean, go to a shooting class and play with a bunch of different reticles. And as a hunter. You need to be good at different kinds of reticles and different kinds of scopes because you may have to borrow a gun at some point, and you need to be able to have a phone or a ballistic thing with you and make your own table and figure out. I've shot probably three-quarters of my foreign animals outside of Africa with borrowed guns. Rollingbones.com. Okay, here's what you do. Go to courses. Click on course. See what course we have. We run an entire two-and-a-half-day class on this, and we show you shooting angles, approaches, way more than a long-range shooting school. Actually, I wouldn't even consider it a long-range shooting school, and it's an extended-range hunting course. An ex extended-range hunting course is what I like to say, and uh, we do a good job. These two guys here, they, they forgot more about ballistics. That's than a most super know. neat course. It that really two-and-a-half-day one is and, super and, fun. And, and if you're, because here, here's what I always know. Education education, education. You, you educate somebody how to do it, and that's what I love. I, I love the fact that you can come out to our course when you leave. You can really go, oh, I could take home and apply these principles to every gun, whether it be a 22 rifle I have in my gun case. What Brian Martin said that day helped me so much. What Brad Dana said that day helped me so much. What, what I said that moment didn't mean crap. But anyway, um, but, it, but, it's, but, it, but it's really seriously uh, a great course. So I didn't mean to give us a shameless plug, but I do mean mean to give us an accurate plug because it's important if you guys are looking for it and it's super priced right and and we love educating um well a couple so what's your you favorite what do you mean first focal plane second focal plane yeah or scope. Courses. scope there is not really a favorite scope because there's different applications for everything um you know if, if i just wanted lightweight and the clearest optics and i'm not trying to hold shoot extreme range my swarovski I have a Schmidt that's really great. It's the first focal plane scope. I have a Night Force. I got a couple Leopolds that are great, great values. I like your old VX6. Oh, the, I have a VX7 even. Or VX7, that's yeah, the that's one. Yeah, that's a great one. I have a couple of VX, um, uh, VX3s even for my dangerous game. Inexpensive scope, like $400, $500 scope works fine. Just a solid German number four reticle. And, you know, you can make a lot of these guns. You can actually take the turret, almost in any gun, I can actually take the standard scope and set it, they usually have a zero set, or you can make a little mark on it, and you can use a standard scope even to dial if you have to. I've done that a lot of times where you don't have a tactical turret. So you have to just learn what the scope can do, play with it. Uh, Leopold, you have that little gold, uh, that little, uh, little washer you can spin yep. around once your gun's zeroed, put it back on the zero, and then it, now you can turn it up five, six MOA with a cheap old Leopold VX2 or 3 that you from 20 years ago. You, know, yeah. you can make a turret scope. I used to shoot a lot of animals at long range that way. And I, you learn... You know, I used to shoot with a 300-yard zero with a standard duplex, and out to 400, it was... Uh, Western big game hunting, you're going to go on a deer hunt, mule deer hunt in uh, eastern Montana, 
What do you, what scope are you in? What, what's your, what's your ideal scope for that? Which is what most people are doing. Generally, most people are, I would say, th uh, if you're going to shoot some t longer range, the 30 millimeter scope has more options. Uh, scope tube, not the 34s or 35s. I mean, like Brad has the 30, what's yours? The 35, 35. That marks yeah. a 35. But the 30 millimeter is like my happy medium for weight and balance and comfort and, and looks. Um, so, I mean, if you want a Leopold, the VX5 or VX6, really hard to beat. Um, second focal plane. Um, if you want, to, you know, like a Swarovski, the Z, the V, v uh, the Z4, whether the four, the but six not, and eight but, series. But not don't don't do a don't do a company. Just what would your scope be? It would be something. The low end would be three or four power, maximum five in the low end. I like three and four in the mm -hmm. low end, and something that goes up to anywhere between fifteen and twenty. If you want to shoot more than that because you got bad eyes or something, you don't need that to shoot at animals. That's mainly for shooting at targets. Right. Um, so something in that range with with a turret that has the one rotation, say, at least uh, 20 MOAs, so I don't have to go past I to really thousand. like having 20 because we've got some of those that have the three eyes that have 15, and I prefer the 20 The 20 is nice because it gives you almost 1,000 yards with yep. row rotation. And I would have something that has parallax adjustment. Um, and I, you know, well, you have to, but yeah. yeah. yeah so actually, some of the, even the 4.5 to 14 Leopolds didn't have parallax. Right. So that's, um, some of them don't, some of them do, some of them don't. You need the parallax. Right. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, d I, and, and definitely the turret. Um, I like the MOA lines like you do. It, it, at least one or two, either a one or two MOA type of a hash for sure on the windage side. Um, so if you need to shoot for wind, you can do that. So you'd have three to four on the bottom, 20 max on the top, 15 to 20. Minute, you'd have uh, a reticle with uh, vertical and horizontal minute type hash marks. Same type of the uh, turret. You, you do you if your preference would it be to have blank uh, minutes on your turret or would it be to have a BDC or would it be to be both? Oh, have you both. mean to have a custom turret? Mm -hmm. If you want to do the quickest and dirtiest, honestly, a custom turret, if you know what you're doing, is by far the least room for error. Um, if you're more of a tattoo guy, you like your Kestrel, you want to make a dope chart, you need to do one of three things. And if you don't do one of these things, it'll bite you in the ass. First thing is memorize your dope out to about six to eight hundred yards. That's really important. How many MOAs? More than inches. Um, but I would memorize your inches of wind drift on a 10-mile-an-hour wind, roughly, and then also out to, say, seven, 800 yards. The next thing is you have an MOA. If you have an MOA or a mill-line uh, reticle, you need to have some type of a cheater dope chart, either taped to your stock, in your ammo pocket, in your pocket of your shirt, so your cell phone quits. Something quits, you can do a quick Redundancy. Dial. Yeah, or you have a custom, uh, custom turret, which... Like uh, Swarovski, you can get uh, Leopold makes one of the custom when you when you get a scope, yep. it comes with a custom turret. You can get the tape that you guys use. The Husqvarna well, makes a good one. Hold on, it doesn't come with a custom turret. You no, but you have to send it, it back you, in. You but it comes it, it, right. included okay. in the cost. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I just want to make sure the. But I've seen less yeah. errors with that as long as you understand that when the temperature goes too cold or too hot, and or the elevation goes or too high or too right. cold. Ammunition. Yeah. What would you? What would your ideal? Generic so, scope B. So Brian. my my ideal generic scope um, doesn't need to have quite the bottom you guys do. Now I will tell you this: I you did, really like that six to twenty. I, I like the six. What it was at six and a half. Six, six and a half to twenty. Six and a half to uh, to twenty. It didn't bother me to be on six and a half. I, I lived on six and a half lot. Throw up, shoot it. Don't think about anything. Four. A lot of times guys are like, oh, I get to eat a little bit more. No. The six and a half. But I, I went to a four to twenty. I think that's a the almost perfect. Um, I, I personally, I, I don't want to play devil's advocate to what he says. For most hunters, my personal opinion 
is to memorize your dope out to this Four or that. 500 yards maybe. Maybe. Have a pretty good idea about I it. I would say have a tape cut, have a turret cut, call us, ask us, we'll get you one made, and set the turret. Most people that are listening uh, uh, that, that I hunt with should only shoot to four to 500. That's long range for them. Right. Does that make sense? Because right. they don't practice often enough not to. So I guess my brain goes different ways. Personally, um, I've shot things out to 800 yards but don't like to. And so I like to be able to go 500 yards, 600 yards. Even for a guy that knows how to run MOAs, shoot it all the time, I like that. And then I like a TMOA reticle. Uh-huh. Um, I, I really like a, a one-minute because of the holdover on wind. If you're if if you're like ooh you you hit a minute high you know send another one that's easy take it out of your scope you don't touch anything else make the quick adjustment bang yep and then the other thing is 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 out to 400 yards to to what you guys said is memorize what your gun can do the reason I like that is because now I have a coyote standing there and I gotta get down shoot it real quick because it just moved boop boop boop. I can just go yep I'm not dialing bam and I got I got a super use your reticle I use my reticle yep you know we don't have a lot of wind so that that's 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 what I I say that's my preference bdc uh minute both what's your preference i know the answer to this but I, what is I'm, it i'm personally a bdc fan yeah i i because I, I don't BC, bdc means a custom turret yeah bullet custom, drop compensating yeah, bullet turret, drop, comp- drop, good drop compensating yes. turret whatever initials now, you want to play with it now i will tell you this on on that new six i'm building yes okay um, your match comp oh uh, that one's the different. sexy one i forgot about that one the the oh. new sticks that I have coming oh, in my that, Wyoming arms, oh. the, the, the RBO. You have signature. two new sixes. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, the one we're so building and we're, the one that we're AI. putting a Mark Eight on that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and uh, I will not have a BDC on that because uh, we're gonna do. Are you gonna put that Mark Eight? Oh on yeah, that? on that AR. Oh yeah, my gosh. oh yeah. We're gonna zoom that sucker. That's a close. beast. But, you know why? Strictly one thing and one thing only. Prairie dogs at 1,200 yards. Oh, my gosh. They deserve to meet 100 and some grains of, ooh, sit down. Go away. So Don't you think, Brian? Yeah. That's the scope for that, don't you think? I mean, There's so many good scopes. I, mean, I think you're like, going to take it off. No, it's that's too actually, much It's scope. actually confusing for people because there's too many good scopes and too many good products out there. Where was he going to use it otherwise? I don't know. I got the damn thing. What am I ever going to do with it? I, I don't know. But, but most, most uh, Americans... And Canadians, even for that matter, uh, they grew up knowing what inches and feet are. And so an MOA reticle, an MOA uh, uh, turret is going to make more sense. If you have military yeah. training or police training and you're a little bit younger than the mill lines. The mill What's lines, the difference? Two point? No. What, for what? Uh, MOA to? Uh, a min, that's a min, about 3.6, 3. 3. 3.5. Yeah. Yeah. Depending if you're looking at 100 yards or 100 meters. Yeah. But, but, but the mills are designed... Uh, for they're really based on 100 meters. So if you're going to shoot mills, everything's 100 meters, right? There's so many centimeters. Some guys love a, mills. Yeah, but 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 if you're looking, I mean, you, you ask, and how how big is that animal? They say, well, it's a 20 inch chest. Yeah, you didn't say it's a 10 centimeter chest or 100 centimeter right. chest. So in me, for my way of thinking, because most Americans grew up with inches, and an MOA is only five four point four point seven percent more than an inch. It's a lot easier. To, for them to use an MOA scope. Now, if you're going to do a lot of target and, and tactical and technical shooting, then there's some advantage to the mill. Um, but for a hunting standpoint, I would say most hunters should learn mills a little bit, but in, unless you've grown up as an engineering-type stu- person or done a lot of surveying and things we have to work with metric, you're not going to have a very easy time converting your brain from inches and feet 
to right. yeah. centimeters. Especially if, if you're going to measure an animal, right. reference it, and you want to use it as a range finding guide. Because right. we, we didn't even talk Multiply about that today. Multiply by 27.66. I mean, who does that crap? There, who does that? Like I said. So that's interesting. You know what we should do a podcast well, on? Uh, just uh, I think a mill is 36 inches at a, uh, at 1,000 meters. Yeah. So it was designed actually for actually like a lot of times they would range find a man. So if a man from his waist to the top of his head is about a meter to a thousand yards if he's a normal sized guy. Guys who are good with mills are really good with mills. If you're a hunter, it would just seem, if you're a hunter in America, it would seem to me like it would be the most logical by far to use the uh, MOA. Now, if you're a PRS shooter, the reason you want to shoot mills is because all of your buddies are shooting mills. And if you say, I got a three-tenths, uh, a three-tenths hold, well, you're not converting. When I shoot mill scopes, I just do, I, I'm thinking in third of a minutes is what I'm thinking. Okay, I need, here's a... Th- yeah, you, you, you just can chop it down by three. Everything's yeah. a third, right? You just go third, third, third. I mean, yeah, that, 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 that might not be the perfect, but but my brain is like speaking two languages. My my first language Which you're is... you're not good at uh, well, I, I at barely all. speak English, right, guys? Well, so, I don't at all. Uh, I, 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 d- I don't know Spanish. how many syllables are in, 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 in but... <laughs> <laughs> That's syllables, I think he meant to say. What an idiot. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, real quick, we should do a podcast on an American versus a Canadian because you've been both and you have dual citizenship. So that'd be interesting because what I never understood is, is Canada part of North America? Uh-huh. Yeah, so we're all Americans? So is South America, so is Mexico. That's right. We're all Americans. So we're all Americans. So how about the U.S.? There's North American, South American, Central American. Now we're talking. So we just got to put some logic. When you say Americans, I'm starting a new political party. It goes from the it's called the the common sense party. Well, you you always you always say that you need to be thinking. I do uh, in inches too. You always want to think about wind in inches. I do not ever think about wind in inches. That's funny because I I never do. I never. You think about wind in miles per hour. Miles per hour and minutes. In minutes, and yeah, I but, know but, but I all, don't think that's because you're. Inches. See, the difference is, I have to deal with hunters. Yeah, you're right. From no, a no, very that's, young that's age, good point. and I've seen everybody miss. And even the best <laughs> shooters that I go out to these shooting schools have never seen what I have. No, you're right. And they no, do not teach based on the realities today, tomorrow. That, that, but let me sitting ask you up a question. on top of a mountain. Is, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Then if you quit giving the inch formula and just said, I need you to do two hash marks, shut up, listen to me, be coachable, breathe and well. squeeze, then wouldn't it make it easier for you? Think, just think that thought till next podcast. Well, impossible. For example, <laughs> for example, though, if I'm, uh, let's say you're, you show up and I don't know you. I've never seen you get emotional about this stuff. And you and I are shooting. I'm going to look at your scope. We're going to figure out. The best way to do it. And I said, okay, for you, do you understand what MOA is? Well, not really. Do you know this? No. I said, you know what five inches is? Okay. I'll just tell you where to hold on the animal. That Actually, that'd probably be really good. Just yeah. hold right here. Put it in the guts and shoot it. I've had but to do if that they have MOA, are, But if they have MOA lines in their scope and they can keep it on the right power, then I have no problem telling them MOA. Put the crosshair on the tail. Mark, <laughs> Mark Casavan, same thing. We right. were sitting on a big buck two or three years ago, and I'm, I'm running the camera, and he goes, he misses to the right. And I said, he goes, Brian? Like, my gun was off. I said, Mark? I said, I told you to give it three minutes. And he goes, Brian? I go, put the scope right in front of its butt, on its hip, in the guts, and squeeze the trigger. 
Boom. That's how I do it. And that's probably the best. Because then he quit thinking about minutes. In the heat of the moment. You probably gave him a mini panic attack. A mini Mark panic attack. He did. He he freaked out. There is a huge difference. Oh, my God. Nobody said I'd have to use my brain while I'm hunting today. I I missed it. I I hate you, Mark. I hate you, Brian. (laughs) I mean. That's exactly what There's a huge difference between shooting. Nobody told me there would be math involved with shooting. Shooting steel and shooting a Marco Polo is not the same. Not the same. I couldn't agree more. So I get it. So... So the theory of all this stuff, well, you'll have time to pull out your kestrel and do this. No, you no. need to know what's going to happen when you stick your head over the hill right. and the, the Marco Polo or the Ibex is seeing your sorry ass and then the local guide sticks his head up and you can't find it in the scope because you have the scope on 20 power. And now it stands up, it's going to run. So you can pull, you, you can throw your kestrel over the mountain because if you can't get a, stop, a quick shot off, the thing's gone. Conclusion. I think we've all come up with that for hunting, we would prefer a second focal plane scope. Yep. And, we would prefer top end around 20, yep. 18, maybe even 15. You like bigger than 15, but I'm... I like, I like 18 to 20. Yep. Um, bottom end somewhere between four and six. Yep. I don't mind a coyote gun up to 25, but like he said, there's a lot of different... When you start going off, but if one shooting hunting scope, yep. 100% is going to have a Second turret. focal plan. A turret's the twisty thing on yep. top. And BDC and would be a preference for most people. With a BDC on the turret. Custom, custom built cu- turret. Custom engraved turret so yep. that, and, and on ours, we put, we put a BDC and we put minutes because we always want, I mean. It's nice that we the, best, have, the best we turrets have, to have an MOA lines yep. on the bottom. So if you twist, switch so, bullets so or switch elevations. And <laughs> we decided we wanted a reticle, a simple reticle like a TMOA, which is not, I mean, depends on your perspective. That might, that might be the most unholy, not simple one in, on planet Earth for somebody who's used to a duplex, but. It's not a Horus three or a Tremor or blah blah blah. So get your bullet, your to match, BDC, your bullet, your bullet to, to and know what it's doing. Dope data upon data obtained on previous. previous engagement, right? Yep. So get your dope, get your turret cut, find a reticle you like and can live with. If you have questions, call us. Put those four things together and shoot the crap out Prac- of it. Bingo. Practice, practice, practice. You two yin yangs go shooting more than most people. Than wow. most. Hey, listen. You go more than most Lutherans go to church. Brian okay, called. Brian called Lutherans me yesterday, Brian, and he goes, "You went shooting today, didn't you?" I said, "I did." I didn't say that. When he keeps, it's like I didn't say you went shooting today. I said, "No, no, that, don't, no, no, no." What no, did no, you say? Do that. Here's what I said. I said, "If you guys went shooting and didn't take that little can, oh. because I, I thought you were, I, oh, I came I into the office because I didn't invite you. No, you didn't. I, you knew I was going to do something. I didn't care about that. I came into the office, and um, Brian Martin has a fungus that it consumes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven offices, <laughs> and in in eleven workspaces, and that part of his fungus was missing, and I knew that you two were shooting. So then I went into my office, and I was working. I was actually happy because I'd get done without you guys here. And I went into my office, and there was still a little can that we right. want the world to see, and right. you guys didn't take it. So I go at well, Brian questioned the integrity of my chronograph, so we had to... I knew he did. He talked to me about the night before. He's like, oh, Brian's... Hey, the last thing the... I wanted to do was go talk about magneto speeds with you two idiots. All right. but We checked it, though, and it was good. It was perfect. <laughs> All right. Hey, Thanks. Appreciate y'all listening. This one went a little long, but hopefully it give you a bunch of value. Make sure you check us, check out our product and our, what's that called? Gear, uh, gear podcast. If you haven't listened to them, go back and listen to those. Those are awesome. Stay safe. Okay. Stay healthy. And until next week, we appreciate you listening.